ghostly listeners. You've got Jake here, and I'm with my co-ghostess, with the mostess, June Nixon. Hi, everyone. Good morning or afternoon whenever you're listening to this. That's true. It's morning here in the Pacific Northwest. This is me drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. And I finished my (laughs) coffee for the, the day, probably. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, coffee's good anytime out here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is Seattle. It's like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's perfectly fine to have it before bed. Usually booze is involved in the coffee before bed. But <laughs> Exactly. You know, that is one thing I loved about traveling, um, you know, overseas and especially, you know, Ireland. It's like to have my Baileys in my mm-hmm. coffee all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was amazing. Yes. And not as dehydrating as everyone thinks. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's like, so good. <laughs> um, but today, folks, we've got yes. an episode all about final resting places, cemeteries, graveyards, and all those other spooky places where the dead lie. Yes. Yeah. I don't you think know, it's as sinister to... as oh, that, yeah. but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> But, you know, I have to say that um, anytime we go to a new place, one of the first things I like to do is find the oldest cemetery or churchyard. And Jacob, wait a minute, before I get into that, do you know what the difference is between a graveyard and a cemetery? Uh, I do, but I can't remember if one's with a church and one's not. Yes. <laughs> but I don't exactly know which it. one. <laughs> the graveyard, or they used to call it the churchyard, is what you call a cemetery or a graveyard by a church. It's always by a church. Um, mm. And the reason why that happened was because people believed that the closer you were buried to the church, the closer you would be to God and you know getting into heaven. You were basically guaranteed a spot. And that's why so many people clamored, you know, to get buried by the church. And a lot of the big pious officials were actually buried inside the church. So there's a lot of churches out there with bones of old popes and priests and ministers and yeah, so that I'm, they could be closer to God and pay yeah. lots and lots of money to be there. Yeah, it was it in London. Um, all the monarchs are buried in the church, you know, where Charles married Diana. Like that yes. whole thing is a mausoleum. Exactly. <laughs> it is. It's a mausoleum with, you know, very pretty mausoleum, that's for sure. But yeah. but yes, in the cemetery, it took a lot for people to be buried in a cemetery because they were like, you know, um, I don't want to be buried away from the church. You know, how am I going to get into heaven now? And um, But it took the egos of the very wealthy to start the cemeteries because they realized they could build these amazing monuments to themselves or huge statues or everything like that. And that's kind of how um, that started. It was the beautiful park to be buried in with their uh. beautiful monuments and, <clears throat> and things like that. So that's kind but of how it started. Yeah, yeah, but you're dead, so you wouldn't exactly get to... And they wanted that to it. live on, you know, for the for eternity, that they will be remembered. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I, think. I can see that. I'd still build something like the Eiffel Tower and go swing, but <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that you wanna remember me? Here you go. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> swing. Swing. Uh. But anyway, sorry, I digress. But anyway, what I was saying is what I usually do is when I get to a city is I find like the oldest cemetery. And that's kind of, you know, one of the places we always start. So, Mm -hmm. yep, I like I do like to swing by the oldest Mm -hmm. cemeteries in town as well. Um, But since we've kicked off talking about these haunted cemeteries and graveyards, why exactly do they become haunted? Well, maybe, you know, maybe you can express your opinion and I can express mine. <laughs> okay. Um, just so my, ex- yeah, my experience is cemeteries and graveyards aren't as haunted as you think. Yeah. You would think, you know, you got like 400 dead people. I know there's family plots and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's just because the dead don't really have any kind of relationship to where they're buried. Ghosts usually haunt where they 
you know, their favorite places in lives in mm-hmm. life or if they've had some kind of connection with a place. Now, I get with family graveyards and cemeteries, the plots, um, I, I could see that because it's the family's land. Totally right, understand right. you would get more activity there. One of the first apparitions I've ever seen happened at a family plot. Ooh. Mm, that's a tale maybe for later in this episode. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yes. And so for me, there's a couple of things that could do it. And we could delve into some of the ghosts that you would find in a graveyard. But primarily, my experience is the living make graveyards haunted. Because we talk about emotions and powerful attachments there between a family and their, their deceased loved one. They could pull the spirit back. Right. Um, and so it's more of an attachment to the livingness than I would say to the cemetery or graveyard. And just for ease, I'm just going to say cemetery from here on out, but I'm talking about both things. Right. That sounds good. <laughs> and then the other thing I would say is if you're recently departed, like you, the person recently departed, uh, you could be in shock and you might be going, holy. You know, yeah, this, what just this happened? Is, this is where yeah. I. <laughs> this is where yeah. I'm at. Oh, wow, uh, I, I would say those don't last that long. And then the third thing, which we we could get into a little bit later, is this is for older cemeteries, not recent ones, but they have guardian spirits. So there was usually some kind of sacrifice, an animal or something would be buried on the ground. This is usually where you get the tales of phantom black dogs. And they're mm, put there to guard the territory, but that's that's older cemeteries, and is I would say, grim? It's, yeah. Um, wow. Well, or I was reading. This is a lot thing. of English. <laughs> there's a lot of English cemeteries that have, you know, black dogs. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, that's and you know, when we interviewed Nick Redfern, um, not this last time around, but before, we did a big spiel on black dogs, and even dogmen are usually found by cemeteries. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just like a guardian spirit type thing. Mm. So those are not necessarily the black dog because that's kind of a created, but usually a lot of times the living will keep a spirit bound. Unless something traumatic happened at the cemetery, like if it were a battlefield, for example, they just buried the soldiers where they found them, you know? Yeah, I'm sure we get a lot of that in Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Too, you know. Yeah, the battlefield is notorious for its haunts. Yes, yes, but no, um, I completely agree with that. It's something I just really didn't think about, but I, I really agree with that. That uh, the living bring the dead with them, basically, especially in a place where it's so, like you said, emotional, and they're really, really, you know, grieving and those strong emotions at the person's grave you know you'd think that they maybe they would you know show up or other spirits would show up and say you know hey what's going on no. mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> but no I, I think that too I, I i think a lot of that too but i also think that uh, maybe a spirit does come and see you know kind of check on their final resting place and maybe when they get there and all of a sudden find out it's gone their tombstone's gone um maybe they might hang around to be a little ticked off and mm-hmm. say, you know, hey, what's going on here? And and try to, you know, not really get to the bottom of it, but, you know, hang around for a while and, and see what, uh, you know, what the deal is. Or, you know, they, they come back and find out a house has been um, built on top of their cemetery <laughs> yes. and they're going to say, I'm... I'm staying in this freaking house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I think that that's a big thing. All of a sudden their marker is gone, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, how are people going to ever know they existed now with their family yeah. gone and, so and I, everything? That would be classified. At least I classified those as desecration ghosts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And when we talk about our experiences at individual um, cemeteries, uh, just a little bit later on, we can talk about some famous cemeteries and what caused the hauntings Okay, sounds good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, next up is you've identified the haunted cemetery. Now you got to do some ghost hunting. Mm -hmm. And so are there any best practices for doing an investigation in a cemetery? Well, you know, 
It's really hard to do an investigation in a cemetery. For one thing, it's out in the open. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times you're not going to get a controlled environment that way. Um, so, you know, I don't know, what would you suggest would be like one of the best practices? I mean, a lot of times I will bring recorders in, you know, set it on a gravestone, try to keep it in place because you're going to be doing some walking. Um, I do have, uh, you know, like an EVP where I was walking and, um, you know, the, the recording is really bad, but you know, we had something, I had something that was right in the microphone, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a good thing. But um, but like I said, it is hard to do an investigation in a cemetery when you're outdoors because most cemeteries are outdoors. Yeah, and a <laughs> lot of times, because most of us live in urban or suburban areas, right? Right. You're going to have humanity built right up to the yes. cemeteries. So yes. there's going to be a lot of pollution. Many times I just don't even bother with EVPs. Yeah, unless, like I said, well, you know, like my one story that I have when we were investigating Black Diamond Cemetery, Mm -hmm. and that's in Black Diamond, Washington, Mm -hmm. which would make sense. Um, It's notorious for having a lot of apparitions and, Mm -hmm. you know, black shadows and people hearing voices or their names being called, all sorts of things there. And um, we came out there one evening and we thought this will be, you know, kind of fun. We did get permission to be out there later on in the evening. And, um, but when we got there, almost all the freaking neighbors around the area <laughs> were having barbecues and playing really loud music. And, um, one of the places was playing like this loud Leonard Skinner music or something like this. And I was like, you yeah, know, this is pretty pointless, but. You know, we're walking around. Yeah. It's kind of fun, you know. And um, I had said, um, I had said, you know, just to myself, basically, but I was kind of, you know, doing a, a EVP session, even though I knew it was fruitless. And I said, oh, my God, I said, doesn't this music drive you crazy? And I was all by myself when I said this over in an area. And you clearly hear a man say, yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. And, you know, you think, well, you know, this is kind of an old mining town. That's probably what <laughs> one of the old men that died would say. Yep. Of course, they wouldn't be listening to Leonard Skinner. They'd be like, what's that racket? What the <laughs> yeah, hell? Exactly. So, <laughs> so, you know, and it was basically right in the microphone. So, you mm-hmm. know, um, I don't know. I can't explain that one. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I the one thing that I do like about cemeteries is they're active 24/7. You don't you you know, it's yeah. not like a haunting at a private residence or another public place which kind of which coincides with the spirit during their life when they were at, you know, when they were active like Hull House in Chicago. It's right. busiest actually during the day because it would have been, act, you know, people would have been coming and going during True, the day. True, that's right. Yeah. And not so much at night. Um, uh, the residual hauntings can be, you know, I, I would say when it comes to a, a residual haunting, I, I have found those to be active when you wouldn't think of them taking Hull House, for example. No, it's not a cemetery. Right. But <laughs> with the fountain and the kids playing outside. And it usually happens at night, but it could be in a loop and you just don't hear it during the day because of all the activity. It's in Chicago, right? It's just west of downtown Chicago. So, and it's on the University of Illinois campus there. So you wouldn't necessarily hear it or pay attention to it because you have all the students and it's on Halstead, which is a very busy street. You just never notice it probably. Right. But wouldn't you think, though, in a cemetery, there would be a lot more intelligent spirits in a cemetery than there would be um, residual? Yeah, I, you know, you know I, in a way to think about that, I was just thinking mm-hmm. about that when you said that. I was like, you know, really, um, you know, they wouldn't, I mean, what would they be replaying in a cemetery? Exactly. Like, because hmm. they don't have, and this is why I'm it's thinking they need people <laughs> there if it's intelligent, because they need a yeah. reason to communicate. Because um, one thing about a cemetery, unless you're doing a big mausoleum or one of the above ground family tomb, you're not going to get doors slamming. You're not going to get any of that stuff. You, you no, know? that's right. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I guess we'll get into the best practices and the investigation parts of it since we're, we're here. And I do agree that if you get something at a cemetery, it's probably going to be intelligent. 
So just let me go through my list here, my little listicle of things. Yes, please. Uh, dress appropriately for the weather. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I have made that mistake before. <laughs> because, Especially when the sun goes down. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, it depends on where you live, right? If you're in Southern California or Florida, you pretty much know what you're going to get. <laughs> mm, yes. And just like here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, bring yep. a raincoat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the, even though it's warm or hot during the day at night, it's going to get really chilly. You yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you're in the upper Midwest, you know, bring your moon boots because the snow is going to be two feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't dress for it and also bring your bug spray because oh a lot of God, cemeteries, yes. depending on where you live, like if you're out in the country side and stuff, those mosquitoes are going to be a bitch. <laughs> I remember St. Augustine, I got eaten alive. Yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. So just, you know, let's knock that out first, right? You have to be comfortable to conduct your investigation. And plus, if there's a lot of bugs, you can get a lot of false positives. Yeah. Um, like my story of the mosquitoes that kept go going by the <laughs> microphone. And I'm thinking at first, it's like, what is this weird EVP that I got? June, June, mm -hmm. June. Yeah, that was a mosquitoes. Just saying. <laughs> And it happens. Next thing is respect the dead. Usually when I walk in, I always say, hi, I'm just here to talk to you. You know, uh, no disrespect. I hope I'm all not right. uh, pestering you. Stuff like that. Um, actually, I find this is all anecdotal. Anecdotal, right? Anecdotal. <laughs> but I went, I, like to, I went back to <laughs> some of my previous cemetery ghost hunts. And... Um, I noticed in my ghost hunt reports when I asked permission to be there and to talk to them, I tended to get better evidence. Oh, wow. That's really good. So um, <clears throat> there you go. There's a tip there. And then oh, the other one, one thing actually we should mention mm -hmm. first is make sure if you do go to a place at night that you have permission to yeah. be in there at night. Um, a lot of places you don't need permission. There's not any signs posted that says no trespassing, things like that. In Europe, it's really big. You can go there. You can go into graveyards at night. But um, usually in the States, you do need permission mm -hmm. to be in there, you know, past a certain time. And uh, you don't want to be arrested just walking in the cemetery at night. Yeah, so we should address that too. Um, generally speaking, for the United States, it is sunrise to sunset. Sometimes yes, they put yep. special hours like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Um, right. That's pretty much every day of the week. When there are certain states and Illinois, my former home state, and Washington state, my current home state, have the same law, which means if the cemetery is on someone's private property, it is not open to the public. Right. And you need, even though you see that nice driveway going to it, you do not have permission to go to the cemetery. Now, no. you can petition. Um, and that just means send a letter. It has to be all be done in writing that you're going to visit the cemetery. They are free to say yes or no. Um, and you have to schedule it with them. So a date and a time that you're going to go. Generally speaking, you should expect if you're not related to someone buried there, the answer will be no. Right. Now, if they still say no and you're a family member, you can petition the state because they have a board that oversees this stuff to have the tomb or tomb, the, um, the bodies removed and placed where you can access them. Some states say because the property owner denied you, they have to pay to move it. Ooh, because wow. when they bought the when, you know when they bought the property, they knew there was a cemetery there. Right. They right. Were, exactly. Other other states say you have to pay to have your family move, but then the state or the county, whoever sees it, just tells the property owners like we're taking this now. Right. Um, and then of course, if you have, if you believe that the cemetery has been desecrated and is not being maintained. The state can come in and move the cemetery or seize the plot from the property owner. Interesting. So I was going to say, don't that. move, That's don't really go that dickish route. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> but, you know, there's certain states, mainly in the South, uh, the Southern United States, where it's, if there's a cemetery on someone's property, it doesn't matter. It's public. You can go. It's just a sunrise to sunset type thing. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. So sorry okay, to interrupt, but I thought I want to yeah. throw that in. Just you know. yeah, we, yeah. I mean, this is important because you get a lot of people that just show up at cemeteries and think they can go in. And here in Washington uh, and the suburbs of Seattle, one that's really famous is Maltby Cemetery. It's not called right. that anymore. It's Parada- Paradise Lake Cemetery. That is on someone's private property. A lot of people try to go see it because it's known for its apparitions. It's not a very mm-hmm. big cemetery, and they get busted. All the time. Yeah, yeah. They did this because it's so popular. Mm-hmm. They actually have people watching it um, pretty, pretty good, um, mm-hmm. just to make sure. So yeah, mm-hmm. you will be arrested. Yes, and taken away. Yep. Um, <laughs> let's see. So the other thing is, I would say, just focus on getting your evidence when you go to the cemetery, and it's mainly just for practicality. Um, right. You can't just explore everywhere in a cemetery like this here in seattle take lakeview it's huge mm-hmm. you know and i get that people want to go to certain graves like kurt cobain's there and um chief seattle's daughters there and a couple of the princess big angeline and yeah, um bruce and brandon hendrix. lee brandon lee is jimmy yeah. hendrix there or is he in hollywood no, he is an everett he's an um, everett. Okay. everett cemetery yeah yeah and you know, I, I was going to say it's important to know what the other haunts are in the cemetery, simply because certain parts might be very popular and and um, you may not get a chance to investigate there. So just focus on the known evidence until, you know, if it's local and stuff, you could keep going back. I would say it's less of a thing. But if you're traveling, you know, right. You want to try to get your, you know, a big bang for your buck. Is mm-hmm. that a big bang for your buck? Oh. Yep. And if you've done your research, you know this stuff. Yes. Um, but be prepared. I will say I have done plenty of ghost hunts in cemeteries and it was the graves you wouldn't expect that were the active ones. A mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, couple of other things. Make sure you can see everyone. A lot of times you want to break up because, I mean, usually you don't have a problem with a monster jumping out from behind a gravestone. <laughs> usually. <laughs> usually. Unless there's some crazy homeless person living yeah. in the graveyard. That's yeah. a whole other story. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, maybe it's not a crazy person. Maybe it's a ghoul. But we can get to it that. could be, yes. Um, <laughs> just make sure you can see everyone because there's a lot of old tombstones. You can trip. You can break your ankle. You can fall mm-hmm. into an open cemetery. Pl- uh, you know, the um, the hole. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, so make sure you're paying attention <laughs> to each yes. other and where they or are. Or you can climb up the side of an old pyramid that's in a in a uh, cemetery and fall off and break your ankle. Mm. Um, which actually we had some, that happen to somebody in our group one time in my old group. Um, climbing up the side, uh, which she shouldn't have been doing anyway, but she Correct. was trying to prove that this gravestone wasn't cursed. And uh, anyway, uh, she fell off of it um, and broke her ankle. And an ambulance had to be called, and she had to be taken mm-hmm. away. Was that the one up by Everett or something yes, like that? Yes, that yeah, is yeah. by Everett. That Rutger, that's Talk, it, the Rutger yeah. tomb. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a big ass cemetery there. Yes, extremely. <laughs> so yes, be be very careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Let's see a couple things. When the time comes, you know, leave. Thank your thank the dead on the way out. And set your expectations for, like, just any haunt. Cemeteries are not going to turn on for you when you want them to turn on. Wouldn't that be nice if they I did? would be. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you go to the grave of Kurt Cobain, and all of a sudden he breaks out and smells like teen spirit. That would be amazing. Yes, it doesn't that would happen. be awesome. Yes. <laughs> doesn't happen. Yep. I wish. But you so, never know. That's true. I mean, <laughs> what's nice about a cemetery is usually they're not going anywhere, so you can... <laughs> <laughs> go yeah, exactly. on vigil if you want, back. which yeah, is where you exactly. camp out for long periods of time to catch activity. True, true. Um, so that just some of my standard best practices for that's really good ghost hunting. Yes, and uh, you know, bringing an EMF detector too is really mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, just to kind of look and see if there's any electrical wiring, or I mean, you know, there usually isn't in a cemetery. And if you're getting some strange hits, 
that aren't consistent, um, you may have something, you know, hanging out around you. That's kind of what happened with that one EVP that uh, I got at Lakeview Cemetery is we had the recorder sitting on someone's grave. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ladies I was with had some extremely strange activity on their electromagnetic field detector that kept going up to the red. And um, we were kind of asking it questions and we were kind of getting responses, which I don't put a lot of you know, I don't put a lot of anything in a K2 meter, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was kind of interesting and we could not find anything consistent around there. So, um, and then, you know, we were walking around and the lady says, you know, I feel like something's following me around here. And uh, then all of a sudden we get this interesting EVP. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know, you know. Yeah. So when we get to the individual cemeteries, June has provided some evidence, and we will insert that into this podcast so you can hear it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But um, so let's talk about some of the different ghosts you can encounter. Um, Because generally speaking, I mean, we know the intelligent kind of ghosts, and this kind of goes with the... um, just what kind of evidence you could get if you're looking to classify it in some way. We did. We already talked about the black dog part of it. Um, right. And that's not as common in the United States. It's really more of a European thing. Right, right. In older cemeteries. Um, but the big thing is, when we talked about these a little bit earlier, um, you've got grieving ghosts. Yeah. Which, you know, they're kind of called back by the person who's visiting the grave and i would say they're not going to stick around long right Mm -hmm. and then of course the most popular this to me this is the one that i encounter the most or you i guess if you want to classify the activity is what we call desecration ghosts and that's vandalism at the cemetery Uh just letting just neglect overall and you know you build your city over the grave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which happens like, a lot now in the, the United hell? States. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially it's like, you know, when no one's being buried there anymore and and the place is, you know, everybody, you know, of course, like I said, we've seen that movie where, oh, yeah, we've moved the graves. And yeah, mm-hmm. you just moved the headstones. You didn't move the bodies. You yes. Know? And we can get to you that for a, a very popular place in a big city. Yeah, <laughs> a little exactly. bit. Uh, the denial ghosts. That's holy shit. I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) Now, so uh, this is like a side note here with the roadside memorials. I find those to be a lot of ghosts in denial. I bet so. Like the people that died on the side of the road, literally a lot of bicyclists or there was a car accident. You've seen the crucifixes and flowers just Mm -hmm. at these random spots. That's what I'm talking about. Um, they don't stick around very long. Probably not. It's like all of a sudden, if they're there, they're like, "What happened? You know, mm-hmm. what happened to me? Is am I dead? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on?" And yeah. then, you know. And I would say the most common thing, though, is the spirits that are attached to their loved ones because the loved ones can't let them go, and that yeah. just feeds into our the little bit we did about the living make the cemeteries haunted. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I find the most active and intelligent ghosts to be those associated with desecration i'm sure yeah i would be mad mm-hmm. you know and especially kind of- on these big monuments that you know maybe i mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that i was there for all eternity and everybody could you know remember who i was and, and mm-hmm. see that and then all of a sudden it's like somebody comes in with a bulldozer <laughs> yeah. takes them all down or yes. moves it you know, somebody someplace I didn't want to be you know moved to it's mm-hmm. like hey this was my resting place I love this I picked this yeah. plot out mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. like I was all fine and dandy in the other world beyond the veil and then you plucked me out like a turnip yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but since we're there let's just t- start talking about some of our favorite cemeteries and our ghost stories within these cemeteries that sounds like a good plan. June has been to far <laughs> more than I have. I've been to some pretty good ones, but June, tell yes. us about your ghostly encounters. Well, I think my, I mean, with with ghost 
experiences for most people, um, that would have to be Comet Lodge Cemetery in Beacon Hill in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, because of so many stories and reports, and especially they had a big children's section there, um, especially of a lot of children that, um, a lot of babies and a lot of, you know, children that just were died of you know, different. I think it was the influenza that was like a really big killer in in the, oh, the um, turn flu? of the century. Yeah, or yeah, yeah the, the, the turn of the century, um, which we don't want to talk about pandemics right now. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, it was deemed it was actually two square miles at one time, and then there was like big arguments about who was going to take care of it, and then all of a sudden it was deemed a city park. So they said they moved a lot of the bodies to different cemeteries around the area. A lot of the people got sent to Lakeview Cemetery and a few others kind of around that area. But um, a lot of people are kind of, you know, convinced that they basically just moved the headstones. Now it's only two square blocks. So um, if you take that in your head thinking it was two miles and now it's just a couple of blocks, uh, you know, in a square, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a lot of people around that area have been seeing like spirits of children. Um, that's a big thing or, um, you know, different spirits. So, uh, it's not just like one report. It's quite a few reports. Um, so I don't know, you know, those are, you know, some of my favorite, uh, because, you know, you hear a lot of stories. Um, I'm trying to think if I ever had anything happen when I was there. <clears throat> it seemed like there was a, I, I really, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but, but yeah, yeah well, that is one of my favorites. But you also have some evidence from two different cemeteries. Yes. One um, is Lakeview Cemetery, like we've been talking about, where Bruce and Brandon Lee are buried and and, and quite a few famous Seattle people, um, you know, Art Denny and um, Boren. <laughs> all, the, <laughs> all the streets in Seattle are usually named after some famous founder of Seattle, and you usually will find them in Lakeview Cemetery. Just saying. If you ever want to, you know, really explore Seattle's history, mm-hmm. if you come out this yeah. way. And the other thing that's really cool about Lakeview that um, maybe people outside the area don't know is we've got the Union soldiers, the military. It's a very small mm-hmm. cemetery. It's just to the north. And exactly. that's the Grand Army of the Republic. Grand Army Sem- of the Republic, which is also supposed to have a um, some ghost stories around that. Um, people have seen dark shadows of you know, people-shaped dark shadows darting around that cemetery and hearing voices and hearing um, uh, men laughing. That was another thing, that they would hear, like, a group of men laughing, and there was no group of men laughing in there. So, very interesting, too. But okay. um, So, let me just, but, we'll take a moment here, because we need to play that Lakeview Whisper. Okay. So, let's just take a moment so we can... Insert that for the listeners. Okay, so that was June's evidence at Lakeview. I don't want. I want to make sure we don't skip that. Okay, awesome. And that was when um, you know the, the one of my teammates was talking about her feeling like somebody was following her, and then you hear that, and I, it's pretty clear to me what it says. So. I, I, I don't know. Should I tell people what I think it uh, says? Yeah, sure. Because it, it sounds like it says, come walk with me. That's so, actually a pretty long EVP. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. And we had it just sitting on a um, tombstone. Mm-hmm. So, and you can kind of hear, and this is in the daytime. This isn't at night. This is, I think, about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And, um, you know, we were the only ones around there. So, mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. And then you had some more evidence up by Stanwood. Yes. uh, It's this little cute cemetery, which a lot of people have had um, things kind of happen there. Um, Well, the very first EVP that um, one of my teammates in my old group caught, and it was uh, it was pretty it was a really good one, too. Um, It sounds like a little girl saying, Mama. And then you hear a woman say, what 
<laughs> just like that i swear to god and um he was so proud of that he used to play that all the time <laughs> for people <laughs> but it does it sounds like a, a little girl saying mama and then you hear what <laughs> like she's like what now <laughs> okay let's take a moment to but, insert but actually that's not the um EDP ah, okay. that i have there <laughs> just okay saying, but that was the first one i got this one is i was walking all by myself um it's not the best quality because i had my umbrella out and it's pouring down rain and hitting the umbrella welcome to and, the pacific um, northwest yes exactly <laughs> so it's not the best recording but it is a really strange voice and i really am not sure what this is saying a few people have given their opinions but maybe you can guess and see what you think it says Okay, well, let me cue it up, and I'll play it now. So let's take some time for that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I wish I had that first EVP, that, but that was my uh, friend's uh, EVP that passed away. And so, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it kind of went with him. Mm -hmm. So I wish I had that. Yeah, and then up here, uh, one of the really big cemeteries known for its evidence is Black Diamond, and we talked about that a little bit earlier. Yes, yes. And I, I did capture an EVP when we went to when we did that investigation. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. So it wasn't me soliciting the EVP. It was uh, our ghost hunting team member Sandy, who was asking the question. It's just I had the recorder out. Awesome. And I will insert that one. It's it's very short. Um, so let's take some time for that EVP. Do you live in a mining camp? Okay. And you might have to listen to that one. I mean, EVPs are usually pretty quiet. They're like whispers. So I'll try just so you know, every EVP in here is going to be modified. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because I'm punching it through an audio editor, right? So it's not the original. It won't be the original source file. Um, what other cemeteries around the Pacific Northwest or the western part of the United States do you think are are worth, um, worthy of an investigation? You know, there's just... There's so many different ones that, uh, you know, seem... You know, like I said, my top two is Comet Lodge is like really high up there with activity what people say there's a lot of activity um you know lakeview is another one also too in lakeview um people have said that they have heard about a phantom horse hmm. have you heard that i've only heard about the horse with black diamond yeah yeah you know, there i there must be uh, there must be a horse <laughs> in a lot of cemeteries it's really interesting well um, when you think yeah. about it though back in the day when folks were being buried they would use a horse to pull the casket oh that's true too yeah that's true there is a story though about a horse being buried at lakeview cemetery you'll really? have to look that up you'll have to okay. google that and see it's very interesting but uh yeah there are some uh you know it is really interesting how many animals um you know are are also said to haunt a lot of cemeteries mm -hmm. um you know i like that I like yeah, those stories too. With, yeah, with Black Diamond and the horse, though, it's not actually in the cemetery. They've got this gravelly road and a regular street. That's right. Outside. And that's, yeah, that's where you hear the horse. Clappity. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was my horse, you know. Yeah. I will yeah. say up here in the Pacific Northwest, the Sar Cemetery, it's known for Baby Monster. That's all urban legend. And talk about a craptastic place to investigate, too, because it's next <laughs> to a like Fred Meyer or Safeway grocery store. And it's on a super busy highway. <laughs> so yeah. all you hear is people and cars whizzing by all the time. I'm like, bring a yeah. video camera and some engagement devices because your EVP will be for crap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is, it you don't really get a lot of, um, you don't get a lot of reports from SAR, simply because oh, that was Daisy, <laughs> and <laughs> simply because I think it was a pioneer. So it's the the people that first lived there. A, a lot of people have moved out of the area. I couldn't find during the um, grave research any family members linked, you know, people that live today. Oh, wow. Link to the people at the cemetery. However, it's kind of cool to see the monster family plot because it's got the wrought iron fence around it and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And plus, it says, pretty cool. you know, where the monster is, it's got the dad's name and the baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
just that's as baby. Awesome. So, but it's all <laughs> urban legend. So, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> it is sad. Not really. <laughs> but I mean, it's creepy cool. Um, yeah, exactly. Let's see. I mean, I've investigated a couple of very well-known haunts. Uh, one would be Hollywood Forever in Los Angeles. Oh. So I lived lived in L.A. for a couple of years. Don't hold it against me, as I like to say. <laughs> and at Hollywood Forever, which is where a lot of celebrities are buried. Yeah, it's such a cool place. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I always think that it's one of those places that um, you think that um, – I mean, you never got to get close to these people in real life. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, my God, I'm standing right next to, you know, standing right next to next to this person now, mm-hmm. yeah. even though they're dead. But it's yeah, there's, incredible to think yeah. about. There's a lot of old Hollywood buried yeah. there. And there, there's more so, some more recent. Um, I forgot the name of the cemetery in the Hollywood Hills where. Paul Walker, for example, is buried at the other cemetery. This Hollywood Forever is very much for old Hollywood. Right, yeah. And that's where they're buried. And But the evidence I got there was actually around it, – it wasn't anyone famous. Everyone thinks, oh, all these celebrities – It's you know, it's a cemetery in L.A. It's There's a lot of people buried there. Right. And I, the evidence I got there was actually for – uh, I'll call it a, a civilian, a private person, not any of these public figures. Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing you have to be prepared for. And this is a case because the cemetery, though, is so big. There's not as much sound pollution in it as you think. They've got walls around it, which mm-hmm. blocks a lot of the street noise. It's really so, beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the and, landscaping, everything is so pretty. Yeah. And for trivia, this is where they play the old horror movies. Um that you can come and watch. So if you saw uh, American oh, Horror Story so Hotel cool. and the opening scene with Gaga and they're watching the horror movie in the cemetery, mm-hmm. I that's remember Hollywood that, Forever. Yeah. Yep, that's Hollywood Forever. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. But th- one of the graves that you've got, um, Ty Power, who was a famous actor in the 50s who died oh. unexpectedly. So He's mean. buried there. It's really cool. He's got a tabletop tomb. We got some activity with that one. That one is a known haunt. But oh, wow. in the, a lot of the um, celebrities are buried in the mausoleum, which is really amazing to see because um, it's all white marble and stuff. Oh, yes. And Marilyn is buried in Westwood Memorial Park. That's where most a lot of um, and I have a I have a picture of that. We mm-hmm. went there think, and that's where a lot of celebrities are buried. Yeah, I think it's that's incredible. where Paul Walker is, too. I, I think you're right. And mm-hmm. Farrah Fawcett is also there and Mel Torme. I mean, a lot of. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing, too. I, th- I think when I was standing right by Marilyn Monroe's, um, you know, we're. Is, is it considered a crypt where she's in the wall? Uh, you know, that I don't know I what you would call it. I think, it. yeah, it's a mausoleum or something yeah. like that. But just standing next to her, it's uh, it was just really amazing, you know, thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm right next to Marilyn Monroe. And mm. uh, a lot of women um, go there and they kiss her grave with, you know, their lipstick and leave their lipstick prints and no matter through the years they've tried to clean it and now basically her um you know her section is all pink because mm. of the pink you know and reddish color but uh yeah because of all the lipstick and you know i i just i don't know you know the hygiene hygiene wise <laughs> <laughs> and in the time of pandemic <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably not a good idea <laughs> yeah no uh let's see so uh, another one i've investigated quite often was Bachelors Grove Cemetery and you always hear about Bachelors Grove. Right, right. Um it's that famous I, picture that was there that was yeah. taken. Yep, yep, yep. And this is the one with uh the infant daughter and you hear about the lady weeping and holding a baby and mm-hmm. I have never had an experience at Bachelors Grove and I've been there lots. And I'm just thinking because it was more you hear about the stories more in the sixties and the seventies because right. at the time Chicago suburbs blew up. So you get a bunch of teenagers that need to party. So they go to the graveyard and they desecrated it, knocked over graves, mm. broke you know wrecked the place but now the community has repaired a lot of that so i'm thinking the ghost may have died down 
Yeah. Maybe they're a little appeased because yeah. they're like, okay, now this is nice again. Mm-hmm. And I'm the other thing go. is the cemeteries in a public woods area, forest preserve called Rubio Woods. It's well maintained. The police frequent the cemetery to make sure everything's cool. Nice. Um, and I started my investigations, you know, after it had been repaired. And everyone's like, oh, but there's all the, it's in the middle of the woods. Okay. So if you sneak in at night, which there's really nothing to stop you from sneaking in at night. They even have a road that goes out to it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a pathway. It's the old turnpike that used to be there. Um, you know, it, it's known for its phantom dogs, but I could see that being some kind of manifestation because it was desecrated versus right. a dog actually be buried there, buried there. But, um, you know, I, I can't remember the last time someone was buried there. It might have been in the 90s was the last one. Oh, wow. Um, but it's part of the, the park system in Cook County now. And nice. I, I never got anything. I hear people talk about seeing the, the lights. Um, you've got the suburbs around it. You're on a busy right. road. I would mm-hmm. throw it all out. Plus, because it's on a busy road, EVP is for crap. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, not a controlled environment in a cemetery. Not a, yeah, that's the whole thing with cemeteries. This is why I just go with cameras and engagement objects mm-hmm. because, you know, video works well. The other thing about Bachelor's Grove is with the woods and the fencing, it's very easy to matrix something that's not there. Exactly. And trees. So, yep, a lot trees. of people see spirits in the trees when, mm-hmm. you know, you really look at it. It's just, you know, the leaves in certain uh-huh. places. Yeah. And robed know. figures. And I'm just like, I have plenty of pictures with the fence and the trees behind it. It really does look like there are robed figures. And then you go up and you touch the fence and you're like, oh, there's nothing here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I can't say robed fence. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm totally into Bachelor's Grove at some point was probably super haunted. It's got all the classic stuff. It was desecrated. There's a flowing stream that goes next to it. Uh, There's a big old pond of water that was a quarry, and the mob used it for mob hits to dump bodies. So there's some trauma there, running water, desecration. Just, you know, things got cleaned up. I don't know if I buy it's as haunted as everyone makes it out to be anymore. And I've been there plenty of times. Wow. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And then um, the other fun thing, uh, and I'll use Chicago for this one, Lincoln Park. So this is where the zoo is. It's just north of the downtown area. Um, I mean, you'll see it when you take Lakeshore Drive. You got the zoo there. You got some memorials. That used to be the city's public uh, cemetery. And it's the kind of thing where they move the graves to put in the zoo and a lot of the other stuff like the Petty Noop. No part. Wow. Um, Interesting. I didn't um, know that. This is really. Ooh. Yeah. So thousands <laughs> upon thousands of people were buried there. Wow. And one day when they were adding on to the parking lot, <laughs> they found more bodies. Oh, oh my. Yep. <laughs> Hundreds. I don't know if it's a hundred. I, I know. I think the figure was 70 to 80 for sure wow. found. But, but still, I mean, come on, that's that's a big group of people. Yeah. So <laughs> poltergeist. No, <laughs> you'll hear about Lincoln Park Zoo being haunted. It's a free zoo. It's just, you know, you're in the middle of the city. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's people all over the place there. So your audio evidence is for shit. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, and yeah. that's that's why I'm just like, you know, I just want all, all out on cameras and all out engagement simply because in the modern age, I think there's just a lot of noise pollution nowadays. Right. Yeah, there is. It's just like, yeah. Is that really an EVP or is that, you know, yeah. somebody right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, for me, the best evidence I ever had at a cemetery was in my home state of Wisconsin. I went to investigate a family plot uh, country, you know, way out in the country in Grant County. So that's in the extreme southeast part of the state by Iowa. I was doing infrared pictures when I got an apparition of a lady and a kid. Um, and that is probably, you know, my standout evidence for that kind of thing. Didn't last long. And it was because the family was moving. It was a very old couple they were getting sick. They were moving to Madison to go into assisted mm-hmm. living. And oh. I was asked to check it out. 
because the lady didn't want to sell the farmhouse to a new family if there were ghosts and stuff. Really? Aww. Um, And so, you know, I got the evidence. I showed it. She was cool. Um, That was about it for me. The, the place sold. They left the family plot there. There's only maybe eight graves there. The thing is, it had a stream running by it, and it was cutting into where the plots were. You know, over oh. time, streams move and all that stuff. Right. I wouldn't call it a river or anything. It was a bit smaller than that, but it was bigger than a creek for sure. <laughs> so I'm right, not sure right. what you would call it. Uh, and it was slowly eroding the plot area. So um, apparently she had it blessed. They moved to Madison. They sold and there's been no reports at the farmhouse since then. How interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my best bet. But most stuff you get in cemeteries, you don't have to be worried about. It's there's nothing super scary. about. Right, right. In um, Highgate Cemetery in London. There are stories, another stories of a knight running a horse through the cemetery sometimes. Mm. Um, Several different people, I guess it's been different stories that were reported to, you know, the people in charge uh, saying, I don't know what I saw, but I think I just saw, you know, a knight running through the the cemetery in a black horse, Um, which is interesting. Uh, Another one, people have seen a lion that's a lion has been reported. They've heard a roaring sound and thought that they saw a lion going through the trees in the what? Uh, cemetery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, just exactly. wait. Is Highgate is Highgate the place that's known for the vampire, like in the seventies? Yes, that was okay. a big story uh, back in the seventies. Was the Highgate vampire? Um, if you get a chance to Google that, it's uh, it's a really interesting story. A lot of lot of uh, newspaper coverage of that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, that was really fascinating. But it's a beautiful cemetery. Um, it's one of those places that I kind of just walked in, started looking at all the incredible monuments, and just about hyperventilated because it was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had never seen anything like that because, you know, I hadn't been to Paris yet or anything like that or, or seen any of the cemeteries there. Um, but this was incredible. Um, you know, the huge head of Karl Marx. Um, oh, just, just so many monuments there. It's it's really beautiful. Wow. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But yes, that has a lot of ghost stories there. <laughs> so with that, that brings us to the end of our episode this week. And I think for next week, we should talk a little bit about a big haunted battleship. Ooh, that would be fun. And we'll take care of that one next week. But for now, gentle listener... Thank you for tuning in and go forth and investigate a cemetery. Yes. Bye. Bye, everyone.